turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Praise the Lord and happy Lord's Day. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour. Yes, this is a live program. We are live here in Glendale at uh, KKLA Studios, and we are ready to take your phone calls. So get ready to make that call. If you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, if you have a topic you'd like to talk about tonight, a Christian topic, just give us a call. But before we do anything, Let's pray and just seek the Lord, get before the Lord. So would you pray with us? Would you pray for us that the Lord would use this next hour for his purpose, for his glory? Lord, I just pray, Mugodot, that you would use this next hour. Lord, that you would fill this time with your presence, that you would fill this time with your power, with your blessing. That the will of God, that the presence of God, that the power of God would be manifest tonight, Lord, in prayers offered up to you, Lord, in your word, Lord, that you would share your word in truth, in power, in boldness tonight, Lord, that all your desire would be fulfilled for us tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray for each and every listener that there would be blessings healings, Lord, that you would do a miraculous work tonight for everyone who calls tonight, for everyone who's seeking you. Yes, Lord, we seek you. We seek your power. We seek your strength. But most of all, we seek you, Lord, that you would fill this time and that we would come closer to you tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in tonight. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. Like I said, we'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls, talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. So if you need prayer, or if you know someone who needs prayer, and you just want to get before the Lord tonight and bring it before the Lord, we encourage you to do what the Bible says. In Philippians 4, 5, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses or which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. 
So I encourage you to call in tonight with your prayer requests. The number is one 888 That's one 888 995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, let's stand in the gap. Let's stand in that gap and seek the Lord for the the, the answer to the situation that you're going through, that you know somebody's going through. If somebody's sick, you know, there's a terrible flu epidemic right now, Moscow Mendy. And we just want to pray that the Lord would uh, uh, end this flu epidemic, that there that there would be an end to this flu and that the Lord would just heal those who are in the hospitals with the flu and who are suffering with the flu. Uh, we want to pray against uh, 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 pneumonia, bronchitis, and every effect from this flu. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would end this flu epidemic, that you would protect us all, Lord, from the ravages of this flu, Lord, that this flu season would be over soon, Lord, and that there would be healing, for those who are suffering from the flu, in Jesus' name, amen. So like I said, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, our lines are open, call in tonight with your prayer requests, call in tonight with your Bible questions. Have you come across something that's that, that's puzzling to you, a scripture, maybe you heard a sermon, um, whatever's, whatever question is on your mind tonight, whatever you're wondering about it from the Bible or from Christianity or the cults or world religions or whatever, Whatever's on your mind tonight, I encourage you to call in tonight with your Bible questions. If you have a Bible question, a topic, a prayer request, a, a praise report, you can call in tonight. The number is one 888 That's one 888 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord tonight, uh, a situation, a circumstance in your life tonight that uh, needs to come before the Lord in prayer. We want the power. We want to pray the power of God into your life. We want to pray the power of God over your life. We want to pray God's blessing and healing upon you and your family. So call in tonight for prayer requests. Call in tonight for your Bible questions. Eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Again, we want to uh, just remind you that we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship in Arcadia. We'd love for you to join us for prayer, for worship, to get into God's Word. Uh, we're studying right now, we're going through a chapter-by-chapter study of 1 Corinthians. Uh, last night, we uh, we were in 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter. And we're going to go through it a little bit tonight if we get the chance on the air. So uh, pray about that. But come on out to uh, LA Gypsy Church in Arcadia. We're at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Come on out for prayer, for worship. If you just need a place to, to come and pray, if you need a place to come and seek the Lord, if you want to be with uh, with people that love to be in front, be, be before the throne of God, come and join us for prayer, for worship. Come and join us at Ellie Gypsy Church at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. It's easy to get to. Just take the uh, 210 freeway into Arcadia, the area, you know, Pasadena area, Arcadia area, and you get off at Santa Anita Avenue, go north on Santa Anita to Foothill Boulevard, make a right, go one more block to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us on the right-hand side. We're at the corner of Forest and First Avenue. So come on out uh, on Friday nights, join us for prayer, for worship, and we'll be there. 
will be there this this coming Friday. So mark your calendar, uh, and 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 plan to be in church Friday night, 8 p.m. Uh, the address is 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's 805 North First Avenue, city of Arcadia. Every Friday night at 8 p.m. I want to remind you that we're also on podcast. So if you've missed a program or two and you'd like to catch up, you can go to kkla.com and uh, find us on podcast. And you can even share this program with somebody. Let them know about the Gypsy Christian Hour. Let them know about what we do here every, every Saturday night at midnight. And you can reach us. Go, 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 just go to kkla.com, look for the podcast page, and you'll see us there. Uh, you can also listen to this program on the KKLA app. So if you'd like to uh, to get on the KKLA and know what's going on and listen to the live programs, just go to your uh, Google Play or uh, iTunes Store, and you can download the KKLA app. It's a free app. It's a great app, and you'll be able to see and hear everything that's going on in uh, at KKLA. Also, I wanted to mention, you know, I mentioned our, our Friday night uh, Bible study, our Friday night worship meeting. Well, we're having a special meeting on February the 16th. It's a men's conference that we're doing with Greg Kokel from Stand to Reason Ministries. So come on out to, to L.A. Gypsy Church, uh, the Hills Church, on February the 16th. It'll be a special night. Uh, we're going to be having a special guest speaker. Greg Kokel will be coming from Stanta Reason Ministries. He'll be speaking on uh, sharing ways of sharing your faith. We'll be starting the evening at 6.30, and we'll be sharing uh, a meal from the, from the In-N-Out truck. So come on out for the In-N-Out truck at 6.30, and then 8 o'clock on Friday, February the 16th, we'll be spending an evening with Greg Kokel from Stanta Reason Ministries. It's all free. There's no charge for any of this. So it's a free event. The, the In-N-Out truck is going to be free to whoever comes out there. So come on out early. 6.30, we'll be having the In-N-Out truck there. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll be going forward with our service with Greg Kokel. That's February the 16th. It's a men's conference. So come on out and join us uh, February the 16th at 8.05 North First Avenue. If you need more information, you can go to kkla.com and just look at the community events tab. All the information is up there on the website. So again, February the 16th uh, at 6.30, the In-N-Out truck, 8 o'clock, Great Cocal in our service, in our men's uh, conference service. So come on out to L.A. Gypsy Church at 805 North First Avenue, February the 16th uh, for a special men's conference. We're going to go to our phone lines. If you'd like to call in tonight with a question, if you'd like to call in with a, uh, a topic, if you'd like to call in with a prayer request, call in tonight at 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, you know somebody who needs prayer. If you have a Bible question, a topic, whatever's on your mind tonight, we want to talk to you and help you get through whatever you're going through, whatever situation, whatever circumstance. That's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our phone lines, and our first caller is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi, how's it going? Doing okay, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, so my question is, 
Um, so I was I was talking with my dad a while back, and um, and I forgot what the further conversation was going. But then he brought up a a uh, a question that the, that he had about the Bible, but that no one has been able to answer to him with a, a clear answer. Mm-hmm. And the question is this: um, So there's a story in the Bible that um, there's a prophet I forgot his name um, that God sends to go baptize David in order for him to be the next king. Mm-hmm. And um, and then uh, that prophet um, tells to God, he tells him, um, you know, if I go, the king of the at the time is gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I know his name in Spanish. It's um, Saul. I don't know. If, I don't know what his name is. But um, yeah. So he tells him, you know, if I go, then you know he's gonna kill me. And then God tells him, um, go and tell him he's gonna make a sacrifice and then baptize David. So then my dad tells me, um. So did that, does that mean that God told the prophet to lie about what he was going to go do? Or how do you explain that, you know, in a clear way so that you understand that God didn't tell him to lie? He just did what? Well, Kevin, we got, <clears throat> excuse me, we got a little bit of a, a, a bad connection, but I'm wondering, uh, what do you mean by uh what was your question again about about David? Because David, oh, no, David, question. David wasn't baptized to become king, or or um, or unido. I don't know, I don't know how you say it in English, but unido. It's like it's kind of like baptized, but it's it's something different. I don't. Well, what happened was God sent Saul to Jesse's house. Jesse was the yeah. father of of David, and God would show Saul. I'm sorry, uh, Samuel. God sent Samuel, yes, the prophet, Samuel, yes. to to Jesse's house, and God told uh, Samuel that he would show him, reveal to him who would be the next king. And God showed Samuel David after Saul, after uh, Samuel had uh, after Samuel had, had had met every one of of, of uh, Jesse's sons. You know, God did not accept any one of those sons, but the last one was David. And God showed uh, Samuel that David was to be the next king. And Samuel anointed David. He didn't baptize David. He anointed him with oil to be, yeah, yeah. To be the next king. You understand what I'm saying? So there was, yeah. no, there was no baptism in water, there was the anointing of oil, and that was going to show that God's spirit, that was God's spirit to be the, to, to descend on to be on David to fill David, that he would be the anointed king of Israel after Saul, because God because re- God rejected Saul for his disobedience, yeah, and said that that David would be the next king in Israel. So, um, all right, so that, that, that's what I meant. I just didn't know the, the words in English for it. But, um, yeah, so my question is that because uh, I didn't, I should have probably read it before I called in, but um, uh, my dad said that supposedly um, uh, Samuel asked God, you know, that if he goes, that the, that the king was going to kill him if he anointed David to be the next king. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that part of the story or it's not? No, it's, uh, I'm not sure if, let's see here. 
Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and go, and I will send you to Jesse in Bethlehem, for I have selected a king for myself among his sons. But Samuel said, How can I go? When Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you, and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. You shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And it goes on further in, this, in, the, in the 12th verse. And he says that uh, when, he, when, uh, Sa- when Samuel saw David, uh, he anointed him. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. So, so um, you know, uh, uh, Samuel was afraid that when Saul heard this, that he would kill him, but it didn't stop him from doing God's will. He still went on and did the Lord's will, found David, and anointed him as king of king over Israel after Saul. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so, so what's I the could, what's the difficulty here, uh, Kevin? The, what's the, the problem? The question was that my dad was asking, like, so because so after after Samuel asked him, you know, like, if I go, then you'll kill me. And God told him. Um, you know, uh, say that you're, you know, say that you're that you're going in to make a sacrifice in order for the king not to kill him. Mm-hmm. So my dad, my, my dad's question was that, like, you know, did God tell him to basically lie, or was it just a cover up for what he for, for his um, actual purpose of going there? No, Samuel didn't lie. God, no, no, God, no, God, or, God told God, God told Samuel to go to Bethlehem, take a sacrifice, and invite Jesse, and then I'll show you what to do. So he, oh. God was setting up the circumstances for Samuel to meet Jesse and then meet Jesse's family, and then God would show him which one of Jesse's sons was to be anointed. So prior to him going, he didn't know exactly who was going to be in? No, he, uh, Samuel did not know. Which which son it would be that would be anointed uh, as king over Israel, and oh, okay. and even and you know there's a there's a teaching here uh, that that I like to see because uh, uh, Samuel saw each son and thought well it must be this one and God said no you judge the appearance on the outside but I see inside I look at I look oh. at the heart and yeah. God loved. David's heart. Uh, the, the Bible calls David a heart. He had a a, a a heart after God's own heart. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He was he. You know, God loved David because of his heart, because of his heart for worship, because of his heart for seeking God. He loved the Lord. Yeah. You know, and he had a heart for God, and God saw that, and God God honored that, loved that, and called him to be uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, king over Israel that ever that ever lived. But but he, God didn't lie, and Samuel didn't lie. Uh, God just set up the circumstances for uh, Samuel to meet Jesse and to meet Jesse's uh, sons. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense now, because at first he thought that um, Samuel knew prior to going that it was going to be David, and so that God told him to say that he was going to go in to make the sacrifice, uh, in order for the king not to kill him and then do what his initial motive was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this makes more sense. Yeah. I should have went back to Reddit, but thank you so much. And uh, 
I think I, I, I'm pretty sure it was you, the same person I talked to last time about my uh, my parents and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, you told me to, you told me about some uh, marriage counselings that the that this railway station offers, and then I told you that I had talked to them already, but it was too expensive. And then you told me to go back and talk to them and see what they can do and all that stuff. So I did, but they don't have any in Spanish. Oh, okay. So I was wondering if you knew about any of them that are in Spanish and maybe not too expensive or you know, inexpensive. No, I don't know anyone. I don't know anybody who who would offer that service in Spanish. I, I'm really sorry about that. I'm sure there are people out there, and I hope that uh, I hope to. That you can find somebody who can who can offer that counseling in Spanish, but I don't I don't have any uh, I don't have any recommendations for you on that. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. No worries. And, um, all right. I guess um, that was my question. And um, okay, Kevin, is my, is, is my time up, or can I um, ask for uh, one more prayer? Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just that for my dad to um, I guess. For God to talk to my dad, and then you know, um, tell him, uh, you know, just just um, God's will, you know what Amen. what God truly wants, and um, because He really has, you know, uh, the Bible does say that you know He He, he hates um divorce, but then He does give reasons, some reasons why you could get a divorce if those cases do happen. And my mom, you know, she's been faithful, so He really has no basis for it. He, right. Him to um do the stuff that he wants to do now. But, um, yeah, you know, just for, for God to touch my dad's heart, I mean, for, yeah, for God Amen. to touch my dad's heart and um, make him rethink his decisions as they affect not only him and and I just stand in the gap with, with Kevin right now for his dad, Lord, that, Lord, as you anointed David to be king, Lord, Lord, you anointed this man to be the husband of his wife and the father of his children. And I just pray, Lord, that you would touch his heart. Father, that you would just do the mighty work that needs to be done in his heart, in his life. Father, that you would just provide every resource, Lord, whether in Spanish or in English, Lord, a counselor, Lord, a mentor, somebody, Lord, who would be able to to counsel Kevin's dad, Lord, who would be able to give him godly advice, Lord, that there would be somebody that he could open up to, Lord, that he would just share his heart with, Lord, and that he would share his struggles with, Lord, that there would be somebody in his life, Lord, that you would provide every resource, every opportunity, Lord, to reach his heart, to touch him, Lord, with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would, that he would regain his love, Lord, his desire, Lord, to serve you and to be the, the, the husband that you've called him to be, the father that you've called him to be, Lord, that there would be a mighty move of God in this man's life, Lord, and that you would bless him, his wife, that you would bless Kevin, his brother, his sister, Lord, that there would be a, 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 just a revival in this family, a revival of the power of God, the Spirit of the Lord moving upon them, Father. So I just pray your abundant blessing. I just pray the power of a mighty and awesome God into this family, Lord, on this family. I just pray, Lord, that you would guard over them, Lord, with the heavenly work of your angels, Lord, that you would guard over them, protect them, Lord, and, Lord, that you would just 
just extinguish every fiery dart that the enemy might try to throw at these at this family, Lord, that, the, that you would rebuke every attack against this family, Lord, that you would keep them together, Lord, and that they would be a family honoring to you, Lord, giving glory and praise and just fulfilling your will in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, Kevin. God bless you, too, and uh, thank you so much. Thanks for calling. God bless. Let's go to our next caller. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you have a question like Kevin, a prayer request like Kevin, if you just want to get before the Lord tonight in prayer or ask a question about the Bible, the number is one 995 That's 888-995-5552. We're going to go to our next caller and talk to Al. Hi, Al. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can how can we be a help tonight? Yes, hello. Good evening. Um, how you doing, Sammy? Doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, well, um, I've been having this... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to um, to express it, but it's it's a spiritual problem. Kind of oh. like uh, what Kevin was uh, talking about, Dave, um, Jesse and uh, David and King Saul and Solomon. Uh-huh. Well, this one is um, kind of like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the the story about the witch of Endor. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, okay. You know, Saul went and uh, Saul went and uh, he he wanted the witch of Endor to to call up Samuel. Yeah, that's, and that's what King Saul did, right? Right. Okay. Well, my my, my problem is my uncle in the Philippines, where. Um, for some reason, no. I mean, he can read my mind, my thoughts, where, where I hear him every day, and it seems like there's nothing I can do about it. And uh, for me, the only thing, you know, a person, I mean, there's no, there's no way for that to be possible, but except through like black magic and and mm-hmm. voodoo and and all these um, sorceries and stuff, right? Well, you're saying that somebody can read your mind. Well, you know, yeah. It's, it's like I said. It's hard to explain it, but it happens. Uh-huh. For me, I guess if I would have heard it from somebody else, I would have had a difficult time believing it. But since it's been happening for the last four years, and I've been praying about it every day, and it seems like. So how know, do you know? Um, how do you know he reads your thoughts? Does he tell you? I can hear him. Like whatever. It's like it's kind of like this. It's like we're talking right now, but only in the in the in the, in the mental thing, like the mm-hmm. thing. And you and you say it's your uncle. Yeah, in the Philippines, okay. like halfway around the world, and every yeah. day I hear him. You know, yeah. it's like whatever my thought patterns are, because and he has he has a super hatred, like for me and and yeah. and, and much of my family. Yeah. So, now let me ask you this, Al: Are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? If you, you know what, see, when I say that, and then I, I talk about this, then you know I could be um I could be contradicting myself, but I do. I want to say I'm a Christian. I believe in the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know that he's my only savior, and that's, and, that's why I'm having a hard time. Um, and you've asked him, you asked him to come in and, and, and forgive your sins, and you've received his his grace and his mercy. You've uh, you prayed the sinner's prayer, and you go to church. You you were baptized in. You know, in, um, the thing is, I, I pray about it. The, the thing is, Sammy, uh, I don't really um, go to church much, but okay. Um, and for me, it's a personal relationship with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I. Uh, every day I listen on the, on Christian radio, you know, um, with with the messages with with uh, with you know uh, Pastor Greg and and 
You know, Christian radios and stuff like that. Right. Well, Christian radio is great. I mean, I'm here. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm on Christian radio, and this is yeah, what I yeah. do, and I, and I love being here. But uh, having said that, Christian radio is not going to replace or can't replace being in church and being with other Christians and having a pastor that you can talk to and and just fellowship with with with, with other Christians. The, the Bible says, "Do not forsake the assembling." Uh, to coming together as some have there's a you know bible tells us that that we're to get together and come together with our brothers and sisters in the lord and and share fellowship and share worship be in worship be in a a place of worship and praise a gathering place where we hear god's word you know we are to gather together as the body of christ we can't do that alone you know uh, and and i agree with you that that we do have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but that personal relationship isn't shared alone. It's shared with other Christians. Now, I asked if you're a Christian, and you said you're a Christian, you've received uh, the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ, you've been born again. Is, is that correct? Well, I was baptized um, when I was young, you know, mm-hmm. around 14, 15 years old, but I guess I was just, um, you know, asked to do it, but maybe in my heart I, I didn't receive it like that but but in my heart of hearts yeah i received the lord's um um grace and mercy and and and, and his um um saving grace you know? uh-huh. well what i'd like to do is i'd like to pray with you right now and just yes, just recommit your life to the lord and i wanted i wanted to just just tell you al that when you're a christian the holy spirit lives inside you and we can respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We could respond to the grace and mercy of God. And we have the Holy Spirit living within us, and the Bible tells us that greater is he who is within me than he who is in the world. Now that means Satan, that means demons, that means people. You know, no matter who is attacking us, we have a greater power within us than whoever is attacking us. So whatever voice this is that you're hearing, uh, it, it has no power over you. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody knows your mind. Not even the devil can read your mind. He can't. You know, you know, you know what, Sammy? I would, I would. I mean, um, I don't like excuses. I don't like making excuses and buts and all that for my for myself or for, for whatever. Um, but um, you know, I don't want to make excuses. But it's just something that happens. That's what. That's why I've been praying for the Lord's miracle mm-hmm. somehow. If it's possible for this to happen, then it's possible also for this to go away or have a solution for this. Well, the solution is the solution is always Jesus Christ. So let's pray right now. And I just want you to pray with me and, and, and repeat this. Repeat what I say, but just address the Lord and say, Father. Okay, Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe that Jesus, that you sent Jesus. I believe in Jesus that you've sent your son Jesus to to die on the cross and to forgive my sins. To die on the cross and to forgive my sins. He was buried and raised the third day. He was buried and raised on the third day. And right now he rules with you in your kingdom, Father. And right now he rules with you in your kingdom, Lord uh, Father. So I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to forgive my sins. So I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sins. And come and live in my heart. And come and live in my heart. I desire to be born again. I desire to be born again. That I would live with you in eternity. That I would live with you in eternity.
Lord, I thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the grace and mercy. And I ask, Lord, that you would protect me from all other voices in this world. And I ask you, Lord, to protect me, Lord, from all the voices that I'm hearing in this world. That, that I would only hear your voice as you speak to me. That I would only hear your voice, Lord, as you speak to me. And that I would follow you all the days of my life. And I would follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my brother, you just prayed the prayer of salvation, asking for God's forgiveness. And I believe that if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, that the Holy Spirit just came and and, and he's dwelling in you. So you have the power of God within your heart, within your mind, within your soul to release you from any other voices. From now on, you just you you pay attention to, to the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit. Start reading God's word. Start filling your mind with the Bible, you know, with um, God's word. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I mean, uh, I, I fill my mind with um, the Lord's. I mean, with the word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that this this constant um, attack is is so much is putting so much doubt in my mind already that. I'm already at uh, at a point where I'm so fed up. Um, I don't. Well, well let me. Honestly, I don't really know what to do. Well, let know, me just remind you. Let me remind you of a scripture, okay? And it's in it's in Philippians the fourth chapter, and it says, "Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute." If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. We have a promise that the God of peace will be with us when we fill our mind with those things that are pure and lovely and of good repute, excellence, worthy of praise. So you need to to start listening to Christian music, Start reading the Bible. Get with people that are in church. Uh, you know, get with your get with a pastor who can counsel you. You know, who you can share these things with, and just and just and just lead you in the right direction. Uh, Al, that's 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 what I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, proposing I mean, to you. Um, I, I, I do go from time to time to um, Bible studies. This is the regular church. I haven't really um, attended attending well, much. Well, I would I would I would encourage you to start attending church. Start reading the Word of God. Start listening to Christian music. Fill your mind and your heart with the things of God, and I think you'll find out that these these that that that's the way. To discourage these these thoughts, that's the way of discouraging the the the, the voice of these of this of the uh, uh, the voices that you're hearing, and start listening to to the Holy Spirit who will, who will direct your life. Okay, Al. Yes, yes, Sam. I'll take that advice. Okay, my friend. Go. All right. God bless you. you thanks, have a good night, sir. Thanks for calling. God bless. Let's go to our next call. We want to pray with Vicky. Let's see. Hi, Vicki, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Um, yes, I just wanted to come into agreement for prayer regarding... Uh, I felt something crawling on me last night on mm-hmm. the bed, and I think it was a demonic force because it was really uh, like waking me up and freaking me out. I, I know it was a devil. Well, Father, I just pray 
your power over Vicky, Lord. I pray that, Lord, that you would send your, your guardian angels, Lord, to watch over her, even as she sleeps, Lord. Father, you said that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. We have your protection. We have the protection of your Holy Spirit who lives within us, Lord. We have the protection of your guardian angels that you send to, to, to watch over us. We have the protection of a mighty and awesome God whose eyes are never far from us. Lord, you watch over Vicky, Father, and I thank you, Lord. You protect her from the enemy, and I thank you, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would rebuke any evil, demonic attack that would be going on in her life, Lord, and that you would just give her the peace of God to know, Lord, that your protection is upon her and that nothing can come against her. Lord, we rebuke this evil spirit, Lord, or whatever is going on in Vicky's life, Lord, that would make her feel this way, Lord. And I just pray the peace of God over her life, Lord. I just pray the peace of God over her, her, her sleeping habits, Lord. Lord, that you would just fill her mind with your thoughts, even as she sleeps, Lord. That she would have thoughts of heavenly angels, Lord, ministering to her and just leading her into your presence, worshiping you and just enjoying, Lord, the the, yes. the the life that you've created for her, Lord, in your will and in your and in your presence, Lord. So I just pray your power in Jesus' name upon Vicky. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sammy. God bless you, Vicky. Thanks for calling. You too. Good night. Thanks. Bye. Let's go to our next caller and we're going to talk to Adele. Hi Adele, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh I just had a kind of a, a quick question, but uh, it's kind of a loaded question. I, I've i been thinking about how God can be eternal. He says that he had no beginning, and he'll never have an end. Uh-huh. So how would you, like, how do you explain that? Like, I don't know, I'm having a hard time. Trying, well, you know. well the, the, the answer to your question is I can't. I can't explain God being eternal. It's beyond our, 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 our understanding. It's beyond our comprehension. How do you explain some, some a being so foreign to us? I mean, I, I I only I only understand things that have a beginning and have an end, Adele. You know, because that's that's where I'm at. That's who I am. Uh, I, I I had a beginning and uh, I was born, and eventually, you know, one day I will die. But I don't understand eternity because I, I, because you know I've never experienced that. But we have the Bible which tells us that God is eternal, that we worship a God beyond our comprehension. We can't comprehend God, but we can apprehend God. We can grab a hold of who he is through his word. And, you know, I think of, the, the, I think of uh, Genesis 1.1. says, in the beginning, God. That's a tremendous statement, in the beginning, God. In the beginning of what? In the beginning of everything. In the beginning of everything you could see, feel, touch, you know, everything that you can experience, God was already there. I, I can't go beyond, be, before the beginning because I don't understand that. I don't understand eternity. But the Bible explains and, 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 and tells us that our God, the God that we worship, is a God who has no beginning and no end. He is the eternal God of the universe. He is the uncaused cause of every effect that you can see. You understand what I'm saying? Does that, does that make any sense? You know, we don't understand God. We can't understand him. We can't explain 
him being eternal, but we can understand that he is eternal. And I want a God like that. I want a God that, that, that can't be explained, that can't be uh, put into a box and said, well, this, God is like this and like this and like that. You know, I want a God greater than, 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 than my comprehension. You know, and that's the God of the Bible. That's the God of creation. You know, the Bible tells us in, in John first chapter, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the words was and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, in the beginning, our Savior Jesus Christ was right there at creation, and He created all things, and all things were created for Him. So, to answer your question, it's un it's unanswerable. How do you explain? God, how do you explain God being eternal? He just is eternal. He is the God of, of heaven. He's the God of the universe that had that created everything, and He is not. He's He's not created. You know, it's it's a, it's, it's it's like you, you explain to a child, you know, that that God created everything, and the, and then this this child in in its, in its uh, uh, innocence asks, "Well, who created God? No one. No one created God. Well, how do you explain that?" You know, we are created beings. You know, we are created beings, and all we can understand is creation, being created. But God was never created. He is the eternal, existing, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly existing in, in harmony the, uh, the, of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, you know, again, I will answer your question by saying, I don't know how to explain God being yeah. eternal. But I know the Bible teaches us that our God is eternal. He had no beginning. Jesus makes that statement in, in Revelation. He says, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. He has no beginning and he has no end. He is the eternal God. And that's what the Bible teaches. And that's what, you know, what I believe. Right. You know, I, I, I hope that gives you some kind of, you know, some kind of answer. It gives you some kind of understanding of the God that we worship. He is eternal, and I might not be able to understand it, but I can grab a hold of it and just worship him in his uh, majesty, in his uh, in His being eternal. Amen? Amen. All right, my friend. I hope that helps in some way. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay. But, um, I appreciate it. You have a good night, all right? You too. God bless. Uh, let's go to our next call, and we're going to talk to Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Sammy. How you doing? Good. Thank you. I'm, and you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes, I just wanted to uh, ask for a prayer for my health. Um, I think I mentioned this to you a while back. I had uh, uh, been told I needed to uh, try my heart valve replaced mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that I should have it done by in December. And, well, I've been and had been working out before then, not not real vigorously, but and doing some exercise, mm -hmm. and um, so I, you know, I've passed that point where they said that I wouldn't live past, you know, six mm -hmm. months, which is December. So I uh, just want to pray for a good report when I go for that next uh, check for that valve. I'm going to mm -hmm. ask for another one, mm -hmm. but more recently I fell uh, because of I had a uh, hypoglycemic attack, and uh, mm -hmm. I fell and hit my. Um, injured my left knee and hit my head a little bit, but not too bad. Thank God. So I just want to ask for prayer for those two things because I, I really 
now know how uh, valuable it is to be able to just walk around. Amen. Amen. We take the, but, we take the yeah. simple things for granted, but it's, yeah. they're so important. Yeah, so. so I'm mean, just praying that uh, when you get that MRI, that everything's okay. It's just going to be a matter of healing. Thank and then I have a question after that. Well, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the miraculous work of your healing power in Marcus's life, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue and even do more, Lord. Yes, we can ask for more. We can ask for more. We can ask for the abundance of your healing in Marcus's life because you're the God who heals. You're the God who provides. You're the God who does exceedingly abundantly beyond what we ask. So I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to, to bless him and heal him, Lord, for his heart, for his uh, uh, hypoglycemia, Lord, whatever's going on with his blood, uh, with his blood sugar, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that his that his heart valve would work perfectly, Lord, that you would heal his heart muscle, that you would heal his heart valve, Lord, that everything in his heart, every chamber in his heart, Lord, would work perfectly, completely, and totally as it was created to do, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that your name would be glorified, that your name would be praised, Lord, through the healing of Marcus's heart, Lord, through the working of his heart valve, and that this MRI, Lord, would just, we would, that we would just hear a good report, a great report, that we would hear the report of the Lord, Father. And I just pray, Lord, for, for his uh, blood sugar levels, that everything would go well and be well, and that you would, Lord, just balance out his, 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 his blood sugar, Lord, that he would have a normal count, and that he wouldn't have to go through this uh, uh, hypoglycemia uh, 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 events, Lord, but that his blood sugar would be perfectly normal. And I just pray, Lord, your blessing into his life. I pray healing over him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Amen. And a question I had was, um, after the, um, Moses died, there was an uh, argument between Satan and Michael, the archangel, I mm-hmm. believe, that they were arguing over his body. What, what was that about? Am well, I mistaken about that? No, you're not mistaken. Uh, there was a, 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 a God took uh, Moses' body, and he personally buried both Moses, and we don't know till this day where Moses was buried and but for some reason there Satan wanted wanted Moses's body we don't know the particulars we don't know the details uh why or what the motive of Satan was but it's thought that uh they, that he would well, he was going to try and make uh Moses's uh, uh burial site or where he would be buried a, a, a place of of idol worship or something like that we're not sure why uh, uh, Satan wanted uh, Moses' body. Uh, maybe he wanted to use it in some way of, uh, of uh, uh, falsifying like a resurrection or something. We don't know. We just don't have that information. But we do know that God took Moses' body and personally buried Moses' body. Uh, we don't know why uh, God did that. We know that you know Moses wasn't sick. He, he, he walked up that, that mountain in perfect health. But it was the time for the Israelites to go into the to the land of milk and honey, and God just took Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, he he uh, he he, uh, he took Moses that day and he buried him himself, and just showed his his love and his care for Moses. Uh, but like I said, we're not sure. I've I've never heard a good explanation or read anything in the Bible that would explain why Satan wanted uh, Moses's body. You know, yeah, but, uh, I heard somebody. At, I, mean, I heard that in a discussion 
as with the, at church. Mm-hmm. So where is that exactly um, in the Bible? Do you know more or less? Well, let me. I'm just looking it up right now. Uh, but I'm not sure if I can find it. I will announce it on the radio. Um, I'm not sure here. It would be have to be just before uh, Joshua, right? Well, I, I don't believe I don't believe it's mentioned in the Old Testament of, that Michael and Josh that, that Michael and Satan. Hold on, um, here it is. It is in Jude. Yes, it's in Jude. It's in the New Testament. It says, <clears throat> "But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you.' So it's in Jude one nine." And that's where you'll find the reference to uh, Michael and the archangel disputing over the uh, body of Moses. Okay, thank you. Okay, God bless. Thank you. Good night. Let's uh, take one more call and let's talk to Nubia. Hi, Nubia. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sammy. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Good, thank you for asking. Um, yes, I mean, I would like to have a prayer for my son, Brandon. He have, he's having court on this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can send a prayer for the other kids, are Jonathan, Sebastian, and Alexander. Jonathan, Sebastian. Well, Father, we just pray for Brandon right now, Lord. We pray, mm-hmm. Lord, that your perfect will would be done in this court date, Father. Lord, that as he seeks you, and he seeks your will, and he seeks your desire that you would have a mighty that you would do a mighty work in his life, Lord, that you would make his path clear, and that you would light his way, Lord, into the ways of God, that you would use this court date, Lord, for your purpose and for your will in his life, and that he would seek you in all things, Lord, that he would find favor in the eyes of an awesome and mighty God. And that you would also find favor in the eyes of man, Lord. That you would do all that you desire to do in his life. And <clears throat> we pray for the other kids. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Sebastian, and who else was it? Nubia? Alexander. And Alexander, Alexander, Father. I just pray your blessing upon them, Lord. That they would be seeking you, Lord, and seeking your will and seeking your purpose in their life, Lord. That as they walk the paths of this world, Lord, that there would be paths of righteousness and holiness and the will of God. And I pray, Lord, your abundant blessing upon them, upon Nubia, Lord, upon their family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much uh, for your blessings and for your prayers. God bless you, Nubia. You You have a wonderful day today. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, we've got uh, less than 10 minutes. and I just wanted to just mention 1 Corinthians chapter 8. You know, it's a short, short uh, chapter, but there's such a tremendous teaching in 1 in, in Corinthians chapter 8. What was happening was, in Corinth, they were, you know, Corinth was a, a city that was steeped in idol worship there. They, they, they worshipped the god Poseidon, they worshipped the, the goddess Aphrodite, and they would have sacrifices in their temples uh, to these god, to this god and goddess. And after they would sacrifice these animals, they would sell the meat in the marketplace, or they would serve the meat in temple restaurants. <clears throat> and there were some Christians that were actually buying this meat and, and eating this meat. 
And uh, Paul tells us that an idol is nothing. We know that an idol is nothing. We know that even meat offered up to idols, it's, it's, a, it's a nothing issue, you know. But there are other Christians who don't have this knowledge that we do. You know, it says, now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge makes arrogant or puffs up, but love edifies, it builds up. If anyone supposes that he knows anything, he has not yet known he as he has ought to be known, but if anyone loves God, he is known by him. Paul's saying, don't think you have all the answers. Don't think that you know everything. Don't think that you have all the truth. Only God has all the truth. And if we love him, we're to be open to receive teaching from him. And Paul's teaching them about meat that's sacrificed to these so-called idols. There were temples devoted to these idols. Like I said, there were meats offered to these idols. It says, we know that, that there's no such thing as an idol in the world, but there is, and that there is only one God. There's no such thing as other gods. We all know that we worship one God. There's only one God in this world. There's only one true God, and every other God is false. That are, Every other God that's worshipped in this world is false. But he's saying, don't make the mistake of causing your brother to stumble. He's saying that there's, there's other Christians who will see you eating this meat. There are other Christians who are not as 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 uh, uh, mature as you are, that don't have the knowledge that you do. And they'll see you eating this meat, and it could cause them to stumble because they still think there's something to these idols. There's something to these false gods. He says, for even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, you know, there were many so-called gods that people of that time were worshiping. And Paul is simply acknowledging the fact that there are so-called gods. You know, there are many who claim to be lords. You know, there was Caesar. There, was, uh, uh, there were emperors. There were kings. There were rulers. Yet for us, there is but one God, he says, the Father from whom all things and we exist for him. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ by whom all things, and we exist for him and through him. You know, I, I think of the, the Hebrew Shema that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. You know, and Jesus who said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There is no one comes to the Father but through me. You know, we have knowledge. We have the knowledge that there is only one God, and even meat offered up to idols means nothing. These sacrifices that were offered up to these false gods, it means nothing. It says, but not everyone has this knowledge in the seventh verse. Not everybody has this understanding. Some are immature, and they lack the truth about idols. It says, but some being accustomed to idol worship, until even until now, eat food as if it were sacrificed to idols, and their conscience is weak. Being unaccustomed, being accustomed to the full, still being accustomed to the idols until now, it says. You know, they still haven't gotten over the fact that these idols are false and are of no meaning. <clears throat> they still think that there's some meaning to this meat offered up in sacrifice. And Paul is saying, you know, if they eat this meat, they feel they're doing something wrong. But they see you eating this meat. So there, there's a conflict here. You know, but Paul says, but the food will never commend us to God. 
We are neither the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. So what I want to do is I want to bring this teaching into today. We only have a couple of minutes to do it. You know, Paul's teaching is, the heart of Paul's teaching is don't be a stumbling block to an immature or less knowledgeable Christian, even though you know that the meat is nothing, even though you, know, even though you know that the meat is nothing, the less mature Christian doesn't have your knowledge. He doesn't have your understanding, and he can fall into sin. You know, but here's the thing. We don't have this problem about meat offered up to idols today. But what are some of the things that we can be doing today as Christians that we think we have the, the freedom to do? What's something that we can do that can cause another brother to to to, to stumble? You know, uh, what about our what about our actions? What about our lifestyles? Don't be a stumbling block. You know, I think of the things you know that Christians do today that can cause the obvious things: drinking, smoking, gambling. You know, these are the things that 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 Christians sometimes do that can cause another Christian to to to, to stumble. Even though you think you have the freedom to do this, it's not a good practice. It's a stumbling block. Somebody sees you doing something like that and think that it's okay, and they, 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 think you, they, they think it's wrong, and they see you doing it. But beyond that, what about anger? What about coarse jesting? What about bad language? Don't be a stumbling block. You know, we talked about something a few weeks ago in, in 1 Corinthians about even though all things are lawful for me, not all things are profitable. You know, just because you think you have the freedom to do something doesn't mean you should be doing that thing. There's so many things that we can do that, we, that, that causes another brother to stumble, even though you think you have the freedom to do it. I'll remind you of Matthew 18. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks, for it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to the man through whom the stumbling block comes. Don't be a stumbling block. You know, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is lovely, whatever is righteous, Philippians tells us, dwell on these things. Seek righteousness. Seek holiness. Don't look at this world and think, what can I do? How much freedom do I have to do the things of the world? Because you can cause another one, a brother, to stumble. What you think you have the freedom to do, somebody else might not have that knowledge, might not have that freedom, and it causes them to sin. Don't cause a brother to sin. Live a life of holiness. Live a life of righteousness. Live a life of seeking God's will. And set a good example. You know, we all have a testimony. We Everybody has a testimony. Your, your testimony is either going to be a good testimony of righteousness and holiness, or it's going to be a bad testimony, one of, of, of living in the world. I encourage you, read your word. Read the Bible. Seek God. Seek holiness. Seek his desire. Seek his will in your life. Well, that music's been playing for a while, so it's telling me that we are out of time for this edition of the Gypsy Christian Hour. I hope you join us next week. We'll be back here praying for your prayer requests and just seeking the Lord on your behalf and seeking him in his word. We're getting together every Friday night for prayer and worship. I hope you'll join us in Arcadia. God bless you and good night. <laughs>